Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. He may not be a household name in the West, but Suleiman the Magnificent is perhaps the most beloved leader that the East has ever known. In the 16th century, Suleiman ruled the Ottoman Empire for a staggering 46 years, and he very nearly conquered all of Europe. In 1566, Suleiman died during a battle in Hungary. His body was carried back to his capital of Istanbul, but not before a strange ritual was performed. His heart was removed, placed in a golden container, and buried beneath his command tent. His followers claim the heart is a magical and mystical relic. Legend says the heart continues to beat, waiting to be reunited with its host. An entire town called Turbek was built over the burial site to honor the Sultan. But less than a century later, invaders wiped it off the face of the earth, and the location of Suleiman's heart vanished with it. With the 450th anniversary of Suleiman's death fast approaching, interest in the lost city, the heart, and the golden box buried there has reached a fever pitch. The container alone could be worth millions. And there's been a break in the case. Archaeologists have recently uncovered long-lost documents that may point to the heart's location. So I'm beating a path to where east meets west. I'll follow the clues and retrace the legend with one goal in mind, to win the Sultan's heart. My name is Josh Gates. With a degree in archeology span and a passion for exploration, my travels have taken me to the ends of the earth as I investigate the greatest legends in history. This is Expedition Unknown. I begin my hunt for the Sultan's heart in his capital city of Istanbul. Once the center of the Christian world and later the core of Suleiman's Ottoman Empire, it is a city straddling two continents and the crossroad of the ancient and modern worlds. 
Though very much a part of the 21st century, Istanbul has lived past lives as Byzantium and Constantinople. The Sultan's top copy palace still shines as if ready for a new king. The soaring blue mosque sends out the call to prayer as it has for hundreds of years. Yet for some reason, Istanbul feels small to me. This is Miniaturk, an inexplicable attraction which takes famous Turkish landmarks and makes them tiny. Everything here is miniaturized. Trains, airplanes, and this guy's dignity. People are coming to Istanbul and visiting fake miniature versions of real landmarks. And I am one of those people. Why? Who cares? I can see every important site in Istanbul in 10 minutes flat and pretend I'm Godzilla at the same time. Having taken in the small sites, I'm ready to tackle a big mystery. Though dead for almost 450 years, Suleiman the Magnificent doesn't seem like a figure of the past. The truth is, he's one of the most beloved leaders in Islamic history. There is even a hit Turkish TV show about him called Magnificent Century. It's sort of like the West Wing, except with less Rob Lowe and more beheadings. To find out why Suleiman was such a rock star and why there's such a frenzy over his missing and magical heart, I'm going to meet with an expert. To reach him, I'm cutting through Istanbul's Grand Bazaar. Well, when it comes to malls, it's pretty tough to beat the Grand Bazaar. For more than 500 years, this has been the place to shop in Istanbul. More than 3,000 vendors selling just about every item imaginable. Oh, there's a tiny woman living in there. It's totally unexpected. As happens a lot here, someone randomly offers me a cup of Turkish tea. Not sure what type this is, but I will say that it tastes a little stiff. Let me help you to spend your money. Sure, okay. God, this is, I'm almost certainly gonna break something in here. So this is Tiger Woods. That smells like a lot of bad choices. Mm. After winding through seemingly endless tunnels, I emerge back onto the open streets. So the search for Suleiman's missing heart is like a historic CSI cold case. And like any good detective story, you have to follow the body. And in this case, we can do that because Suleiman is actually entombed right here in Istanbul. Suleiman's body, minus one blood-pumping muscle from the sternal area, is buried at an Istanbul mosque that bears his name. It's an understated affair. Beneath the towering minarets, I link up with noted history professor Gunhan Boreci, to better understand the Sultan and the power of his missing heart. Suleiman the Magnificent. This is a, a big character in Ottoman history. Yes, yeah? he's a big character. A and he's really presiding over the height of the empire. How is he remembered in Turkey today? Well, first of all, he is remembered as one of the greatest sultans of Ottoman history. Right. Uh, second, as a great ruler in world history who had achieved and left behind so much. Suleiman was the longest ruling sultan in Islamic history. Under his nearly 50-year reign, art, law, and culture flourished. He was even an accomplished poet. But he was also a brutal military genius with a very big hat. By the year 1385, the Ottoman Empire has reshaped the map of the world, taking more than half of Europe under their control. And Suleiman wants more. Suleiman is a, is a guy with real global ambition, right? Suleiman, yeah, wanted to, to take the whole chessboard, yes. And he almost did. In 1566, Suleiman's army is pushing west toward Vienna. If he can take this strategic city, he will likely take all of Europe and snuff out Christianity behind him. 
Standing in his way, however, is a fortress in the small Hungarian town of Sigetvar. Suleiman thinks it will be an easy battle. He's wrong. He dies of old age in his command tent before the fighting ends. Why is his heart removed? He's far away from home, from his eternal resting place, so his body had to be preserved. In order to preserve the body, you have to remove all the organs. Of course, the heart is removed, and the heart should be, have been left in Hungary. The Sultan's body is embalmed, and his heart buried underneath the tent in a lavish gold box. In time, the body is moved back to Istanbul, but the heart is left behind. Nearby, we enter the mausoleum of Suleiman the Magnificent. So this is it? This is it. This is where he's buried. Wow, the final resting place of Suleiman, yes. or most of him. The tomb is stunning, but technically incomplete. It's missing one very mysterious heart. According to local tradition, the heart is more than just an organ. It's a divine relic with the power of the Sultan himself. But people believed that, you know, he was the shadow of God. Mm -hmm. He's representing the justice, you know, of that, you know, uh, divine power on earth. So in terms of this mystery of, of what became of the Sultan's heart, what do you think the next step is? There is a, a team of experts, archaeologists, uh, historians uh, from Hungary, our colleagues, and also a Turkish team are looking, you know, uh, for his heart. Uh, so uh, that's your best bet. Right. You know, go, go to Hungary and talk to our friends, colleagues there. Two nations that haven't historically been very close allies have come together to try to recover the heart. So to join the hunt, I'm going to have to leave Suleiman's capital and head to the country where he died. It's a quick trip over the Balkans to Budapest, and when I get off the plane, I'm hungry. Sorry, wait, I'm, I'm in Hungary. Budapest was officially formed in 1873, but its roots run much deeper. It's an easy city to navigate with historic cobblestone streets and affordable public transportation. Or free, if you know where to sit. Today we think of Budapest as one of the real gems of Eastern Europe. This graceful old city filled with stunning churches, beautiful buildings all shouldering the Danube River, but things haven't always been so peaceful here. Just about every army that's been in the neighborhood has taken a swing at this place, including Suleiman the Magnificent, who in 1541 occupied the city and made it part of the Ottoman Empire for the next 150 years. A few miles outside the city, I've arranged to meet with a researcher with a new theory about the location of Suleiman's missing ticker and its very valuable gold container. He's only a short train ride away, though it turns out everything on this train is short. Hello, how are you? Here. Here, thank you. Very young conductor. Turns out this is the Geiermik Vashut, or Children's Railway, which is run entirely by kids aged 10 to 14. I am officially in a Wes Anderson movie. Are you enjoying the train ride? Yes, it's very pleasant, thank you. Running since 1948, it was designed specifically for youngsters to learn how to run and manage trains. How long have you been working for the railroad? One whole year. A year, pretty good pay? There is no paying, it's a volunteer. We, we do it because we like it. And how long is your shift? 12 hours. 12 hour shift with no pay? I believe that's called child labor. <laughs> Something about that doesn't seem right. My short ride on the Liability Limited ends in the center of Buda Castle, where I meet with Zoltan Hedji, a conservationist who thinks the Sultan's heart was taken from its burial site and brought here to Budapest. So I understand that you are a guy who knows a lot about what's underneath Budapest. 
Underneath, there is a mystic and dark uh, world, tunnels, corridors, and chambers, approximately two miles altogether. More than two miles of yes, tunnels? Yes, yes, yes. Tunnels beneath Budapest are older than the city itself, and when Suleiman was controlling the city, the passages were used to store precious items. After Suleiman's death, his body was moved back to Istanbul, but some believe that his heart and its golden chest were stashed beneath Budapest. Have all the tunnels been mapped and explored? Not, absolutely not. People believe that in these tunnel systems there are great valuable objects and that Suleiman's heart in his golden container could be hidden here, yeah? I think so. Maybe they hide it in the cellars or in the wells. Is it possible to see what's down there? We just go down. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's called a manhole. Zoltan has exclusive access to a sealed-off part of the tunnel system, leading to never-before-excavated chambers. So we waste no time in strapping on our rappelling gear and preparing for our descent. Oh my god. Holy In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm in the nation of Hungary on a mission to find a golden box containing the sacred heart of a powerful sultan. The priceless and some say magical relic has been missing for hundreds of years. And one theory is that it ended up beneath the streets of Budapest. Explorer Zoltan Hegi is leading me on a mission down into the city's underground cave system. Oh my God, holy That's way deeper than I thought. Who goes first? 
I will be the first. That's the right answer. Good choice, <laughs> Thank sir. you. If I'm not right behind you, I'm just over at that pub. Okay. Okay, I'll just be right down then. Should I come down this pit of death? Hi, how are you folks doing tonight? Hello, good to see you. Oh man. Okay, coming down. Oh God, why do I do this? I'm down. This is incredible down here. These tunnels wind for more than two miles. Some passages are natural caves, others chiseled out over the centuries. But one thing is clear, none of it was built to code. Watch your step here. Uh, this is not a good sign. The tunnels show a long timeline of habitation. Some residents were prehistoric. So that is a mammoth tooth. The tooth? Yes. There. Yes. Wow. Some were from the Middle Ages. Oh my God. Yes, they are really human bones. And other occupiers were here more recently. In these chambers, the German soldier was here during the Second World War. That, that was a telephone center for them. Wow, so cool. I can't believe how many different tunnels there are. Oh, huge room. Yes. So look at this little chamber. Whoa. It is in this area that Zoltan believes the Sultan's army may have camped and buried his heart in the cavern floor. Just look at these chambers. The ground is very soft here. It's very easy to bury things here. All right, let's hit it. To arm ourselves with the best chance of finding the golden box, he brings out metal detectors, and together we carefully search the chamber. Wow. Okay, hold on something here. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's a nail. Okay. Whew. Nobody said it was going to be easy. Hey, man, I got something over here. I got a big hit here. Should be something here. What is that? What is that? Here, look. A ball. It's heavy. Lead? Yeah, musket ball. <laughs> that is so neat. Yeah, cool it's is very, that? very unique. This cave is its own treasure box of history. A couple hundred years old, yes. At least, yeah. And to discover a bullet that's hundreds of years old is an amazing reward. You are a really treasure hunter. I oh, I got very lucky. But this isn't the artifact that we're looking for. Congratulations, ma'am. <laughs> Thank you. And despite another few hours scanning these dank tunnels, the Sultan's heart remains at large, and we have to call it a night. New day, new lead. With no sign of the heart under Budapest, the most likely bet is that the heart is right where it was originally buried, under the Sultan's command tent. And I've learned that a historian at the National Archives may have cracked the code on its forgotten location. I grab a set of wheels and head for the city center. Even by Expedition Unknown standards, my whip is a little unusual. This is a two-stroke 350cc Velorex. It is a Czechoslovakian-made, I'm gonna use the word vehicle pretty loosely. It's three wheels, canvas, some tubing, an engine, and a brake pedal, though it doesn't appear to be attached to anything. I don't know if this is a turn signal or an ejector seat. Turn signal. This is the perfect vehicle if you want to feel like you're in a car, but have all the safety features of a circus cannon. Stop, 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 stop. At the National Archives of Hungary, I meet Matej Kitanich, the archivist who may have just made a major breakthrough in the case. Oh my God. <laughs> wow, 
That's a lot of paper. This building has 16 million pages of material about Hungary from the Romans, Ottomans, Mongolians, and Soviets. Wow, okay. How do these materials help us with the search for Suleiman's heart? We've recently found documents and a map that may identify the spot where the Sultan's command tent was located. We may have just found the key to recovering the Sultan's heart. All of these documents I have here were just recently found. So what do we have? This is from 1692. There's a lot of information about the location of Turbek written in here. A place known as Turbek has long been considered critical to the search for the Sultan's heart. After the Sultan died in his tent at the Battle of Sigidvar, his heart was buried in the ground. Then, a small pilgrimage town called Turbek sprung up on top of the grave. It was a shrine to worship the Divine Heart. There's just one problem. A hundred years later, Crusaders wiped Turbek off the face of the earth. Its location has been lost ever since. And where did this manuscript come from? Believe it or not, it was hidden behind a bookshelf of a monastery in Sigetvar. Someone just found this behind a bookshelf? That's crazy. That's like something out of like the Da Vinci Code. This is an actual eyewitness description of where Turbek and the tomb were located. Where does it say Turbek is? This details the location of a vineyard on a hill about an hour's walk from the fortress in Sigetvar. This is where Suleiman was buried. So the vineyard in this hill, this is the location of the town? Yes. This is what we would call a smoking gun. This could really crack this thing wide open. Mate has more than a description, though. He's also uncovered a one-of-a-kind 17th-century blueprint of the city. This is one of the most exciting finds we've ever made, a parchment from 1664. This is the only proper drawing of Turbek that exists. You can see the perimeter of the town and the buildings inside of it. That black circle there is the exact spot where they buried Suleiman. So if you know where Turbek is, and you could match it to this map, you could find the heart. This could be it. And the Hungarian government has wasted no time in dispatching archaeologists to find the Sultan's heart at the site of his last stand. Speaking of hearts, mine is pounding as I hop a train bound for the excavation. I board the Danube Express, a stately old train that carries me in style 140 miles south of Budapest to the very small town of Sigetvar. I can say this, I'm not finding the Sultan's heart because I'm never getting off this train. After taking a much-needed break from roughing it, we pull into the station. This ancient city is rich in monuments and memories of the historic siege that unfolded here in 1566, and the people are considered the friendliest in Europe. Or they would be if I could ever find one of them. This town has no people in it. Literally, I can't find one person. Hello? looking for a nice quiet place to retire, may I recommend uh, Sigidvar? You'll be the only one here. It's just the two of us. 450 years ago, this was the site of one of the most pivotal battles in European history. This is where not only did Suleiman the Magnificent die, this was the end of the golden age of the Ottoman Empire, but it prevented the Ottomans from moving forward into Hungary and possibly Western Europe. This has been referred to as the battle that saved Western civilization. But all armies march on their stomachs, and mine is rumbling. What can I say the tea and scones aboard the train didn't quite cut it? 
So before meeting with the archaeologists, I find a cafe where I can grab a real bite. Big piping hot bowl of goulash. Here we go. This is, of course, one of the signature dishes here in Hungary. This is what the shepherds would eat. It comes from an old Norse word meaning whatever you've got, cook it. Mmm. That is so good. I have no idea what I'm chewing. But it's delicious. And that's kind of the beauty of goulash. Not to be confused with goulashes, which is a soup out of two rubber boots. It's a different dish. Down the road from the seemingly abandoned town square, I finally come upon the reason for this entire search. The catalyst for Suleiman's death. The Fortress of Sigetvar. This stronghold was among the last things that the Sultan ever saw. As for me, I'm hoping that inside this castle is the key to finding his heart. So this is it. This is the fortress. Yeah, that's where it all happened. Using newly discovered documents from the archives, archaeologist Gabor Burtok has been excavating the fortress and surrounding areas in an effort to locate Suleiman's camp. Would it have looked like this in Suleiman's time? Well, there was a bridge originally, uh -huh. which was partly destroyed during the siege, of course, and also there was a moat, a big moat. So a pretty formidable place. Tough place to take. It was tough. Yeah. Suleiman is headed to Vienna with aspirations to take over all of Europe. But he has to get past this fortress in Sigetvar. On paper, it's an easy win. Suleiman's 100,000-man army versus a Hungarian force of only 2,300, led by Croatian general Nikola Zarini. But to the Sultan's horror, the determined Hungarians hold back the Turks for more than a month. Was anybody left alive in the end? Only a handful of people. That was a final charge out of the inner castle, and that's where the remaining people died. The battle is nothing short of a bloodbath. Zarini and most of the Hungarian men decimate the Sultan's army, but in the end, they are overrun. And when did Suleiman die during the siege? Right towards the end. Right, right towards the, the end, end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so then Suleiman's forces have the castle, they control it, and they start building projects in here? They well, one of the most important buildings that we have sources on is a mosque. They uh, built to, a mosque. To, to commemorate uh, the great Sultan who died here. The stone mosque was built in 1568. It is one of the only original buildings in the area that has survived over the years. Wow, so what is going on here? Currently, Gabor is leading a dig right next to it, looking for Ottoman artifacts in an effort to narrow the search for the Sultan's heart. We have one spot over there where we found lots of weapons. One of the most significant finds is a cannonball. <laughs> oh, man. That is heavy. This cannonball, though, is from Ottoman period? Yep. So this might have been used in the siege. This could have been fired by the Sultan's army. In terms of the attack here, Suleiman's army would have had some pretty fierce weaponry, right? The most important tool they used was not a weapon. They used their superiority in numbers. The key is to figure out where the Sultan positioned his command tent outside the fort. By examining which side of the structure was being attacked, Gabor may be able to get a bearing on the Sultan's position. A metal detector? Metal detectors help pinpoint weapons used in the siege. We both scour the site, carefully sweeping over the recently dug trenches. You got something. Come here, okay, check let's it out. Check it. I show you the location. It's like right here. Yeah. Oh my God, this looks like a battle axe or... Oh my God. This is something that could actually have been used in Suleiman's siege. Yeah. That is so wild. 
So this is probably four or five hundred years old. Yes, it is. Have you found any other axes in this pit? No, not axes. This is the coolest find in the dig so far. So. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. I am so happy to have been here for it. Thank you so much, man. Really, that You're is welcome. incredible. To think that for hundreds of years this, this thing is hidden and then to be able to be the next person who holds it. Yeah. You know, how, how cool is that? And thank you so much for letting me keep this. <laughs> why are you laughing? I'm the guy holding the axe. I don't know why you're dictating terms here. Gabor's work is literally unearthing history, and it's given him an idea of which direction the Sultan's army approached from. But in terms of the most probable place that the heart could be hiding is where, you think? Outside the walls. Yeah, outside the walls. Yeah. On a hill to, to the east. On That's the hill to the east. the most plausible. To know for sure, though, we've got to get a look at the entire battlefield. At a nearby airport, we squeeze into a small airplane to continue the search. There's the fortress. Yep, there it is. Okay, so what do we know about where Suleiman's camp was outside the fort? Because originally they, they were closer to the castle. So there were some shots coming out of the castle that landed near the, the Sultan's tent. And then they decided to move it back to a place so the Sultan could see the progress of the siege, but from a safe distance. The documents from the archive in Budapest reveal several critical clues about the location of Turbek, the town built directly above Suleiman's buried heart. It's been revealed that Turbek is four kilometers from the fortress, which gives us a radius to fly over. And Gabor's excavation has confirmed that it's likely northeast, so we adjust course to investigate. The document also says Turbek was on a hill and next to a vineyard. Now that we can see the whole stage, let's talk about where that heart could be. If you look beyond, did you see uh, this hilly area? With yes. Here? Oh, yeah, there it is. So that could be Turbek. Yeah. And it is on a hill. And you've got vineyards on the slopes. Yeah. So somewhere down there, maybe, it's the heart of Suleiman. Yeah. This, is, this is where it all happened. Yeah, that's where it all happened. Gabor isn't the only one to suss this out. In fact, he has colleagues searching for the ruins of Turbek in the area at this very moment. Back on the ground, I'm anxious to head for the hills where Gabor's associates are investigating these latest developments. Gabor tells me I can borrow an ATV from the fortress to help navigate up to the site. As I speed through the hills, there's only one thing going through my mind. I think these guys are about to make a major discovery. All of the evidence is really pointing to this hill outside of Sigetbar. It's the right distance from the fortress, it's the right geography. This is the most probable place to find Suleiman's camp. And if we find the camp, we find the heart. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm Josh. Norbert. Norbert, hello. Hi, I'm Erika. Nice to meet you. Erika. Welcome to the site. Thank you very much. This is uh, not what most archaeological sites look like. This is beautiful up here. It is a vineyard, uh -huh. uh, which was a vineyard in the medieval times also. Yeah, it's, it's, it's stunning. So give me a lay of the land here. Show me the site. Come on. Sure. Me. This is actually a functioning vineyard behind the home of a local winemaker. He's kind enough to let the team show me what they believe is hiding in his backyard. So I think for me, the first question is, why here? Why not uh, over on that guy's property, or why not over there? Why, why right here? We are 4.2 kilometers from the castle, one, one hour walk, and the northeastern direction. So we are exactly the right place. And so once you identified this area as being really promising, 
What was your next step? We had uh, some geophysical examinations under the ground. And what did you find under the ground? Walls. Walls. Using advanced ground-penetrating radar, or GPR, they're finding evidence of structures underneath the surface that may be the town of Turbek that was built over the Sultan's burial. So here you can see clearly the walls um, which we uh, found under the ground. Right. And if we compare this to a map... Ah, yes, I've seen this map. So I saw the original of this back in Budapest. And you can see that rectangular building maybe here, uh, which was a mosque and uh, the tomb. It does line up. That's pretty astonishing. It, it looks like it could be that corner. This is really, really compelling. So you may have found not just Turbek, but the actual tomb itself. And how confident are you that this is it? I, I can say uh, 99%. Really? I'm convinced that uh, we are a very optimistic, a very promising place. Have you scanned this entire search area? No, of course not. It's, it's a, it is a very huge area. The team agrees to let me join them on their ongoing search to identify exactly where to start digging. In the middle of the vineyard, it suddenly becomes undeniable that these people are onto something. What do you got? Brick, brick fragments. Piece of brick. And how old do you think these bricks are? These are also common. You literally just picked this up from the surface. <laughs> Here's more brick. It's incredible this is just laying around here. There is an Ottoman ceramic fragment. With glaze on it still. And just about everything you touch here turns out to be a piece of brick or a piece of ceramic. I mean, literally, like, <laughs> watch, ready? I'm not even looking. Ceramic. <laughs> brick. This is like the supermarket sweep version of excavation. This is my kind of archaeology. You just pick things up. Uh, I found something, I think. Got something? Uh-huh. Uh, shovel, shovel, shovel. Ugh. How cool is that? It's super heavy. It's lead, yeah? Lead, it's lead. What is that? It can be a spike. So, like, for attaching something? Yes, uh, part of a door. Wow, that is so cool. Two inches below the surface. Nice job. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so, where there's a spike, there's a door, and where there's a door, there's a building. Yes. Mm -hmm. The ancient spike, the brick, the ceramic. This place is clearly hiding something. So Erica and Norbert fire up the GPR scanner to put some high-tech eyes underneath the ground. Erica, I feel bad you're doing all the work. I will be very strong. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. Erica insists on piloting the machine, so I find other ways to make the track a bit okay. sweeter. Okay. Sorry, you guys need some help? After scanning row by row in the vineyard, we finally get a sizable hit. Got something? Mm-hmm. This black spot here, what do you think it is? Maybe the wall. Yeah? Significant Ottoman building. Maybe the tomb. We could be standing on top of the tomb of Suleiman. Right here. Right <laughs> here? Get a shovel! <laughs> Why is that funny? Why can't we do that? Because we have, haven't got permission. We have to wait for the permit. We have to wait. How much longer until you have a permit? One month. Ah, bureaucracy. Despite the fact that these two might be on top of a major find, without the paperwork in place, they can't dig large trenches. But maybe they don't need to. What are these things? They look like, like pipes. It's, it's a sign of a cellar. Oh, you mean, like, you mean like wine cellar? Wine cellar. And have you gone down in the cellars yet? Have you excavated in there at all? We haven't excavated them yet. And do you think it's possible to, to get down there? Let's go and try the owner and let's ask. Okay, yeah, let's do it for sure. Because whatever this is, is right underneath us, and that's, you know, five, six feet from that shaft. I mean, who needs to dig when you've got tunnels? They contact the owner, and fortunately, he agrees to let us venture into his wine cellar, a place that could hold mysteries even he doesn't know about. Whoa, dark. 
cooler down here. I mean, this goes way deeper than I thought it was going to. How far back does this go? Those barrels? Barrels. Old wine, wine barrels. barrels. How old is this cellar, do you think? I think 200 years old or, or older. Okay, end of the line here, yeah? Is this the ventilation pipe? Ventilation pipe, yes. Right, so this goes up to the surface. And this is the back wall here. You can see the tunnel continues there too. Let's see what's in here. Do you have those tools? While the team needs permits to dig archeological trenches from above, those rules don't apply to the privately owned wine cellar below. It's a wall, but it's, it's really just soft clay. It just sort of breaks apart. Oh, what's that? Something? Something here. Oh, something hard. I don't know what it is. Whatever it is, it's big. That's huge. It's definitely not natural. It's all squared off. What is this? Carved. A carved stone. Carved stone. And what's it made from? That's sandstone. This is part of a, a, a wall or part of a building? A, a precious building. A precious building, because it's very fine stone, yeah? Yes. You know, this is carved out to slot into something, and this would have been used to attach to something, right? Yeah. Do you think this could be part of the wall in the town? Probably, yes, the main entrance, framed uh, by stones. There's a hole here. Erica, what's this for? Is it a part of a gate, maybe? We could, we could match. Okay, that's the lead spike, yeah? Absolutely incredible. I mean, that's exactly the type of fixture that would have fit into something like this, right? Yes. Is there any other explanation for why we would find something like this no, down no, here? No, there is no other explanation. It belonged to a big Ottoman building. Maybe the tomb, maybe... I'm actually kind of speechless. I mean, forget that there's ceramics up there that might indicate there's something here. There is something here. We're touching it. The Sultan's heart could be right here. <laughs> It could be right here. Listen, can you hear it? Everybody listen. Everybody listen very carefully. Does anybody hear a heartbeat? My, no. my heart. It's mine. I'm excited. It's excited. mine. Yeah. We've unearthed a piece of what is almost certainly the lost town of Turbeck. Beyond this point is the unknown. Good luck with the excavation. Please call me when you break ground. Okay. I want to come you. back, and I have a funny feeling that you're going to find a lot more of these, hopefully in the shape of a tomb. We hope so. Okay, let's go upstairs and find some wine. Come on. Many times, the search for historic truth proves impossible, the trail too cold to follow. But other times, like today, seasoned detectives are so determined, passionate, and perhaps lucky enough to have the puzzle pieces of their case fit neatly together. And these are the facts. In Hungary, Dogged researchers have uncovered maps and diagrams that confirm the layout of the Sultan Suleiman's lost tomb. In the ruins of the fortress where he made his last stand, an archaeologist is reconstructing the battle one artifact at a time, and in a picturesque vineyard of all places. The rest of the team has found physical clues, digital fingerprints, and now a smoking gun. The work isn't done, and the case technically remains open. But back in Istanbul, where a nation and a sultan have waited patiently for 450 years, the case of the missing heart is, I have no doubt, about to be solved.
Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.